Welcome to this special edition of From the Proscenium Podcast, the podcast about filmmaking and movie watching from the Proscenium Film Society. This special two-part episode is reviewing the movie Endgame. It's a big blockbuster movie and deserves two episodes. And also we had some technical difficulties along the way. The plan was... Dustin and Tim were going to record their pre-movie thoughts, watch the movie, and then record their thoughts after the movie. The first part, the pre-movie review, got lost due to some technical difficulties, which we reference in the post-movie section. This two-part episode is just the post-movie discussion. We do do a recap of our pre-movie thoughts. We also have special guest Mike in to help review the movie. Enjoy this special two-part episode, the first part where we talk about our pre-movie thoughts and our post-movie thoughts. The second part will be a continuation of our discussion about the evolution of the movies and film culture. Enjoy this special episode. It all comes to this. Everything that I've learned, everything I've seen, everything I've touched. This touched. this moment, yep. Like what? Everything. That was the Avengers Endgame music. This is Tim. This is Dustin. And, and this is Michael. We have Mike. And Special guest. We just returning from seeing Avengers Endgame. And boy, do we have thoughts. Mm-hmm. We recorded before going into the movie... That episode may or may not actually be there, so this might be the first time you're hearing us talk about Endgame. But do you may say what I said in the first one, though. Yeah, do a recap just in case, Dustin. First one, I anticipated a C. That was my anticipation. I also called. No, wait, wait, wait. Oh, wait, so we're this, not doing spoilers. No, we are. This episode <laughs> is full of spoilers. We are not going to hold back. We're going to talk. Yeah, because you everything. can't talk about it without. You can't spoilers. talk about the. Well, Dustin could give us a, a, a nice, nice, lengthy lecture on filmmaking techniques and how this movie holds up as a film yeah but, but no one wants I'm to talk not going about to. that nope no one wants to talk about that i'll talk a little bit about it but so going in you were you were predicting a c yes and we predicted i predicted tony stark dies you predicted captain america dances with what's her name peggy, peggy yeah, yeah carter Agent carter and like two months ago we predicted that captain marvel was going to save everybody all three predictions came true Though I think those are pretty much everyone else's predictions. I don't think we were, yeah, we were really unique in those predictions. Well, Mike, what did you go into the movie thinking? What, what was your grade going to be going uh, in? For me, it was going to be either a B or C. And what are you giving it after seeing it? I would say if we're reviewing it, or I'll explain my rationale and we, when we get into our discussion, but I would give it a solid A. Didn't see that one coming. I'll explain. <laughs> no, because Mike going into it was supposed to be our objectivity because Tim shuts his brain off. I hate these movies. I just, no, I, my brain was on the entire time. <laughs> I had to shut mine off a couple times. Yeah. So, Dustin, you went in with a C. What's your, what's your... Wait, you didn't give yours. Oh, I, I gave it a B. My pre-movie grade oh, yeah, was a your B. yeah, pre was a B. Yeah. Yeah. My exit... Oh, man, I got to give it right now. My exit... Oh, people are going to hate me. Because you just popped in the microphone. C-. <laughs> Close I to a D+. Plus. I actually liked it less than I thought I was going to. Wow. 
I think a lot of it had to do with the length. It was. It long. was just too long. It got too long. There were parts where I was like, "All right, I get where it's going, and I accept it." And then it jumped over that cliff, and it kept going. And I, the longer it went, the more that rating started going out the window. I think my final grade after preliminary post movie revised grade is B minus, hmm. maybe verging into C plus category. Hmm. I I, th- I thought the movie was really slow. Everyone kept talking about three hours just disappears. Oh, it disappeared all right. Yeah, I'll never I, get it I almost, back. I almost took a nap during it. You did. And at one point I heard the nap breathing and I looked next to me, but he was still awake, so I didn't have to jab him in the ribs with my elbow. Because <laughs> if he had to sit through it, he was going to make sure I had oh, to sit Oh, yeah, your eyes were going to be peeled. You're going to be like Alex in A Clockwork Orange. You're going to be strapped to that chair watching it. The what, Ludovico machine? Yep, the Ludovico treatment. Let's go to Mike. Since you went in with a B and you gave it an A, right? Was your pre? Yeah, a positive. Yeah. So experience. Talk to us, Mike. Tell us a little bit about yourself, so people know who you are, and why you're giving it an A. Actually, I met Dustin in graduate school. We both went to Wright State, and we had a few classes together. Uh, film class, actually. Film class, yeah. Postcolonial film and literature. Mm-hmm. And since then, we've uh, carried out our friendship. For better or worse. <laughs> for better or worse. Um, it, has, it has its lows at some points. But I also, he's, he teaches, which I'm sure the audience knows from your past episode, but I also teach as well. I teach English at various colleges around the area. I don't do film as much as I like to, but whenever I can integrate some type of literary studies, including film, I try to. What are your interests in film? What's your film interest? They they know Tim and I's. <laughs> I'll say my, my yeah, that's a good question. My main film interest is about to be drama, but I can go. I, I mean, I it varies. I can go all over, but drama is where I usually, in terms of what I get uh, attracted to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are the main ones. Any type of drama. Because you liked uh, there for a while. You were watching Titanic a lot. Yeah, <laughs> well, <laughs> well, it was on. It was on Netflix. Speaking of long movies, yeah. Speaking of long movies, <laughs> yeah, I do like. I do enjoy. So what? Are, so what are your feelings about the Marvel? Since this is it, this is the end of the line. Not really. For everybody. Phase three. Yeah, phase of three. How do you feel going into this? In terms of your relationship with Marvel, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So my relationship, I've seen. Almost every movie, the only ones I haven't seen, I mentioned this to you before we saw the movie, was uh, Iron Man 3, <laughs> Thor <Yeah>. Dark World, <laughs> or Thor The Dark World, and Captain Marvel. So I have a, I would say I have a relatively intimate relationship with the series as a whole at this point. So I was going into this looking forward to seeing how Joe and Anthony Russo, the directors, were going to culminate this film and tie up all these type all these loose ends that have been building up for the past 10 years i feel like that's a lot of the reviews i've been seeing because i sent you a snapchat tim of the 90 90 90 percent 97 percent i said i feel like all these reviews i'm getting are just people saying it was tied up so nicely and that's what i wanted but i went into it i don't have the relationship with marvel like both of you do i dropped out of marvel about Ooh, it started to wane for me around Iron Man three because I was really excited. I I was going for the I was going to those movies when the, as they were coming out, 
And then I remember seeing Captain America, and I thought, well, this is not as good as I thought it should have been, but eh, it's a Marvel movie. And then Iron Man 3, I was really hyped for, and that movie sucked. And then it was all downhill from there, and I kind of. But you just... have watched some of them along the way. You didn't drop out completely at that. point. I didn't drop out completely. I saw Black Panther because it was, became this cultural relic. Now, yeah, cultural event. Um, and I saw Spider Man with some friends because I always liked Spider Man, so I wanted to see what they did with it, which I hated what they did with it. And I saw Doctor Strange, which I didn't hate. It was all right. Kind of, it was a Marvel movie, so that's where I. I didn't see. I saw the first Avengers, and I kind of shrugged. I didn't quite understand what everyone thought was so great about it. I thought it was like all the other Marvel movies, and then I didn't see any others. So you'd be kind of like a absentee father in this. Yes, case. yes. And then I showed back up for Christmas. Yeah, you you missed a lot of recitals. <laughs> <laughs> I did. And some soccer games. Yeah, and some too. soccer games. Mike, tell us how your what elevated your grade. I would say just going through the watching the film and seeing how all these, especially the character arcs of Iron Man, Captain America, the mainline Avengers, how they developed. And also I have, so Dustin, you said you haven't seen a good amount of these past films. No. Which is fine. Um, phase two or whatever it is. Phase I don't know. two. Oh, yeah. Phase, phase three films. I have and Tim has. So for me, seeing all those arcs be completed in this one film and done in such a way that feels satisfying I would say is what elevated my grade and I guess when we talk about spoilers at a certain point I'll bring them up now we're, we're good. we've warned them so we're in spoiler zone okay so the main one for me <laughs> and what really satisfied me in terms of watching this film was Iron Man's character arc in terms of him going from firstly not, not even wanting to be any type of superhero in Iron Man 1, then having to deal with all these things in like Age of Ultron and Civil War, other films as well, and then him being the person to ultimately, in a sense, end this entire storyline, this entire saga. It's really satisfying. Like at the end when he, when he was the one who did the snap as opposed to Captain Marvel as opposed to someone else, felt very fitting. And his last, I, I mean, I liked his, even though it could be seen as kind of Hokey, his last words were very fitting in terms of his identity as Iron Man. It's like if you see, if you remember the first film, at the end of that, he says, says "I am Iron Man." I yeah. am Iron Man. So his last words in this one were also "I am Iron Man." It's very satisfying to see that. In terms of see, in terms I feel of, like he was one of the. I think I agree with you. I liked, I liked Iron. I felt like it was heavy towards an Iron Man story as opposed to Avengers in some points, right? Um, well, his character and, does go, does go through the ringer a little bit more than the rest. of Yeah, them. which I liked because I like Iron Man. It was when it when we got into those side quests, as I'll call them, with video game terminology. It's a good word for it. Yeah, there's lengthy, lengthy side quests that I just didn't care. I'm, and you want to get back to. And there was a lot with Captain America. Like I asked you and at dinner a second ago, does anyone like Captain America? Like I'm sure there's someone out there, but it seems like it was so. And I guess you have to because it's the, you, you, the whole Civil War was Captain America, Iron Man. I get that, but it's like the first half of the movie, it felt like it was just. You've, you've played Dungeons and Dragons, though, right? Yeah, but. Have, have like, you been in a group with the Paladin? No one likes the Paladin. He's so. He's no, I've never played, the, sorry, I've never played Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, it's you. No. You haven't? No. Oh. 
If you have, <laughs> yes, you have. No, I haven't. I thought, I thought you brought it up before. Do you know you no, yeah. no, I played Magic the Gathering. Okay, so they don't have paladins. No, but there's, there's. If you have a paladin in the group, no one likes the paladin because he's always going around being self righteous and we can't do this. This is not the just and proper thing to do. That's Captain America's the paladin. He's a boy scout. No, I get that. I just don't like him. Well, that's it. No one likes the paladin. But why do I want to watch three hours of him? You didn't watch. You watched nine hours of him. However many movies of yeah, his. Plus, yeah. But yeah, yeah. I liked the Iron Man. I, I agree with Mike. I liked Iron Man's arc. I just it wasn't enough to carry the whole movie for me because there's so much else going on. What's interesting is, is as Mike was talking about that is Iron Man made the potential ultimate sacrifice at the end of the first Avenger movie. Yeah, because he flies, he into, flies, the, he flies yeah. into the the hole in the sky. I remember that part, Tim. Because then he has PTSD, right? That yeah, was what yeah, the, P- that's what two and three, two and three, three. Are about. I think three is about the PTSD. Three, yeah. But then they—that's what I was irritated about with three because they in the in the trailers they played it up like he was it was going to focus more on that, and then it just became him in the mountains like MacGyvering things with a small yeah. child. With a small child, it just it seemed like they had a script and then they threw it out and they made a different movie cuz the way the trailer set up it looked like a much darker Iron Man movie where he's dealing with alcoholism and but then you went to the movie and it wasn't that. It was Pepper breathing fire at one point and the fake Mandarin. Ugh, I just ugh. Speaking about Iron Man hanging out with the little kid Blah. in Iron Man 3. Yucky. We had when we were at dinner after the movie, we were all going, <laughs> "Who was the kid in the final scene when they're panning across all the Avengers?" You're like who's that wasn't the final scene. Well, there was the, like four more scenes after that. Well, the the <laughs> it was a Peter Jackson. The, the, yeah, the, it, was a, it was a Peter yeah, Jackson. The, the payoff, the, the final payoff scene. Yeah, and they're panning across all the Avengers, and there's this one person standing by themselves, and we're all going, "Who is this person?" So we had to get online and find out that it was the kid from Iron Man Three. Yeah, yeah. As if we were supposed to know that from I him. Who knows. Somebody knows it. Somebody so, knows. Yeah, one person, we know now. One person's yelling, going, And whoever listens to this, yeah. yeah. Digging in the crates. So yeah, the loot, the loot crates, Tim. The what? I also hate Gwyneth Paltrow, so I'll just say that. You said that her... her I said she, she can't stu- act, her way, act, she can't her, act her way out of a tissue box. She was in the movie a total of two minutes, and I almost laughed through those two minutes where she was trying to be... I don't. What was her emotion she was portraying? All right, Tony Stark is dead. And she's standing there where you should be sad, but she was like smiling like a weird animatronic. Don't some people smile when they cry? (laughs) (laughs) I I wasn't buying it. I like it was quiet, and they played, of course, this high string sad music. Well, she was happy because he finally found peace. Right? See, you're confused. So she's happy now. Oh God, it was terrible. I would have rather seen. And I still uh, know how you she, know what I would rather see? I how she ended up in a suit. Captain a America sitting there crying because there's way more bromance than I felt. Well, him then, and that, that felt each very other. superficial because they had the the Civil War, which was Captain America versus yeah. Iron Man, and they're fighting. And and even in the first part of the movie, Iron Man saying, "I still don't trust you. I don't like you," and blah blah blah. Yeah. And the end of it, they like shake hands, go. They hugged cool. it out in this one. You're cool. They yeah. hugged it out. Did they get a hug? Yeah, they hugged it out at the end, or they hugged, they hugged at one point because it lingered. Okay, I, I missed that. Or did he hug somebody else? He hugged Spider Man, and then Captain America hugged Hawkeye. Nope, Captain America hugged White Wolf. What's his name? Bucky, Bucky Barnes. Bar- yeah, that's yeah. the one that lingered, and they like, smelled they were, each they other's were, hair. They were, they were friends from growing. They were growing up friends. I was waiting for the hair smell though. 
Buck, he was like, I just want I just want you. I want your scent. Is that axe you're wearing? Yeah. That was funny. All right, Tim. There, it would be interesting if there was another timeline where Captain America and uh, Iron Man were married. I'd watch that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a tumultuous it, relationship. Because when we were the the pre movie, if it ever gets re- released, I was saying that Captain America and the Hulk retire to a private island somewhere. But the other option was yeah. Captain America and Iron Man retire to a private island somewhere. Because I said Thor disappears. He just leaves. Which I didn't think he was going to leave with Guardians of the Galaxy. Is he going to be in the Guardians of the Galaxy movies now? That would maybe, be funny. Maybe. Which wasn't he kind of part of that universe anyway? Didn't they tease him? And uh, Didn't they tease? Yeah, because Jeff Goldblum was at the end of Guardians 2. He's in the credits. He's like part of that whatever well he made a pun at the end he said he's one of the as guardians of the galaxy or they're the as guardians of the galaxy now because he's a part of it yeah i do like how they carried um like they made thor fat the entire way through yeah i thought he was gonna buff out yeah i think he did that at one point time when he, when, he, when he had both of his weapons no he's still fat because yeah, he's fat his, at the but end. his beard yeah. braided and his hair and the, yeah but he's yeah. still fat though he's still fat. He's still <laughs> <fat>. <laughs> you can see his punch he, he embraced the bulk <laughs> his prison build that is, that is a spoiler. <laughs> okay. as, as, as Thor ends up being a fat, drunken slob. After I didn't see that. There was the surprising part. Was I didn't think he part. was going to be a drunk slob. And the lady next to me enjoyed every scene that Fat Thor was in because she was, she laughed every time he came on screen. Oh my god, I know. I heard her. Yeah, she was the only one laughing. I heard a few other people, but not with, every... along with those people that came in. Like, Stampeding. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, local, two guys came in and local. I thought they were elephants. <laughs> yeah, that was loud. <laughs> they were stomping and yeah, but nothing was happening, so we're fine. They kept me awake. <laughs> mm-hmm. I wouldn't say, yeah, uh, like I didn't fall asleep, but I got very fidgety towards the end where I was like, all right, this has been way too long. Yeah, I saw your legs. Yeah, I was get, it was getting to be too much. Yeah, the where, or something. I, yeah, I just wanted it to be. I got it. Let's, And it just kept, like you said, that was a good good remark, the Peter Jackson where the end of the third Lord of the Rings, it just ends and then it starts back up. In fact, when I saw the third Lord of the Rings, there was a guy in my aisle that actually got up and then sat back down because the movie started again. Like, he thought it was over, and then he made this gruffing noise, like, oh! That's what I felt like in this. I was like, okay, do we have to tie up every last character? Yes, we do. Every last character needs. All right, but... I, I, I went in thinking B, and now giving it B minus C plus. Mm-hmm. I was... I knew it was going to be predictable. Yeah. But it was beyond predictable. And I was I was looking forward to having some fun and enjoying it, and it was just so slow and so many questions. And we we talked about this, and I even brought it up during the Captain Marvel episode where is she all that strong? Because she comes flying in out of space, destroys a spaceship that is made to go through space. Yeah, and she wins whatever. Whenever so she she's goes, in a scene, she wins. So, she, but she goes through Thanos' ship up and down, left to right, and destroys it, and then she gets into hand to hand battle with him. And doesn't win. Like you can pulverize through. She started to win, and then he punched her in the face. Right. But he had that blue crystal. I don't know if that gave him extra power. But, but I was, don't know. Maybe she's needed to fly at him high speed. I don't know. But maybe that's where her power is. The, I didn't see Captain Marvel, but she's not in this movie very much. I would say a total of what ten minutes, maybe. 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 Um, but when she's in it, she's one of the dullest characters on screen. Like just dull. But she gets the short, the short bob haircut, or the. But I mean, even that was just played for laughs, and it was just I didn't feel like her character. There were, there were actually, and that's one of my complaints with. I think it was too much, too many, 
where some of the characters who may be good on their own just aren't like Dr. Strange was just, he just showed up and he was there for, and I get they, well, they have 18,000 characters. Yeah. But in there, but then when they all get together, like everyone's trying to be a funny quipper, but if you're not, you're just dull and flat where you don't have much to you other than here I am standing here with my orb fingers. Right? That's yeah. literally what it was. And that's how Captain Marvel came off to me, where whenever she showed up, she did something extraordinary to win, so that it was like this obstacle they couldn't get around. Oh, here comes Captain Marvel. 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 Miracle. <laughs> oh, here she is. She'll just blow the obstacle up, and then we can move on. But then when we talk to her, she's just like a lump of clay. Unless the obstacle is Thanos or her mentor and Captain Marvel, in which case her powers are muted. I don't know. Apparently. Even the first time they fight Thanos, Thanos, she kind of does a lot where she just shows up and starts beating his ass. And then they all show but up given and like hold that him down. She's, she can pulverize his spaceship in less time than it took her to not win a battle These with him. These are splitting hairs. If we're going to split hairs, this is going to be a long podcast. <laughs> that, that's, a, that's a splitting hairs? <laughs> That's gonna be that's gonna be a long podcast. So what? So what else? What else do you think, Tim? Before you get into me, one thing that you mentioned was before the movie and after the movie that this series is starting to feel like the like TV episodes. Yeah, and this did feel like the last episode of Seinfeld or Friends or any of those other long running shows where you kind of like, okay, I'm I Move you wrapped it all up. I'm happy that everyone's moving to the suburbs and having kids and. But right. it, it felt which is really what it was. Right, and it felt I wanted to enjoy it more, and I found very little to little to enjoy in this movie. It was all very predictable, no surprises. It was slow paced. It was very slow. I don't know why the the people who said it disappears in three hours. I don't know, and I feel like I don't know about YouTube, but I felt like there were areas that could have been cut to make the pacing a little quicker. Like we talked about the scene where Captain America is just sitting at a desk. I don't feel like anything really furthered the plot there. Because then they just went. And then it also was weird. But then you said there were scenes that they rushed through. Yeah, no, that's what I was just going to get to. It's it's weird with the pacing because you'd have these really long scenes of them just showing emotion, quote unquote, where they're sad. But then you'd get to an integral part of a plot and the motivation was completely skewed. And I would kind of look around like, wait, why did they do that? So there's a scene where... Doctor Strange's uh, mentor, I forget her name, won't the, give... The grand, the grand sorceress of Poobah. Yeah, he, she won't give Hulk the time stone. He's the ancient one? Yeah, and Wait, she has a good reason. She actually explains the reason not to give him the time stone. And you're like, oh, well, this is going to suck. Swin- Tilda Swinton. Yeah, yeah, it's Tilda Swinton, which I like. But yeah. she gives a really good... Uh, here's why I'm not giving you the time stone. And she already basically killed Hulk and shot his spirit well, out of his body or whatever. That's what she does. So you know from there, he can't beat her. Like, Hulk is not going to beat her. So literally all he does is say, oh, well, Doctor Strange gave it up. And then she goes, oh, well, you can have it. And I kind of was thinking, you wasted like 15 minutes of you even explaining why you're not going to do it. You should have just had him show up and you give it to him. Yeah. I mean, there was a little bit more to that in terms of if I can be the counterpoint. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, She mentioned also that Doctor Strange... Since you saw the Doctor Strange movie, he's like the chosen one, so to speak. Yeah. Like, he becomes Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah. So, her rationale, I guess in that moment when when Hulk told her that Doctor Strange gave it up in this alternate timeline, she was thinking, oh, there must be a reason for that. 
there must be some it, it, you could see that she's looking into the crystal globe of the future and saying yeah. oh there's a reason he's doing this that he would never voluntarily give it up unless there's a really good reason right maybe i should but do. don't you feel that that could have been done differently to make the pacing quicker it could have yes just like the scene with what was another one? You named we named three where the, where the, motivation yeah, was the, just uh, scene with uh, Black Widow and Hawkeye. And oh yeah, the Red Skull on Soul Stone. Which Mountain. that whole thing's another. That's a whole another ball of wax there. Were with you referring to that one or something? Else? The logic behind her oh, yeah. killing herself. But so, that's another one that that's the whole more time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That just the motivation was like, here's what we're doing. Wait, what? I, I don't know. And then you said the peanut the peanut butter sandwich scene. Was was long and drawn out between all oh, the first? I would say the first thirty minutes of the movie were just slow, for no reason. The the movie for starts me. with them and well, in skip skip them killing Thanos off the first five minutes. Well, as I say it starts off with them three weeks after the snap. Yeah, and they're sitting around being all mopey, even yeah. though they're now using space scanners to find Thanos. <laughs> even though who knew that that Captain America had space scanners? No, that was no. That wasn't. That was later. They find Thanos when, uh, or what's her name? Oracle or what's her name? The ancient one. No, no, no. His his daughter. Oh, Nebula. Nebula. Remember, she tells him. Oh, yeah, she, yeah. That's how they find right. him because she shows up because she's with Tony Stark. Captain Marvel brings the ship down. That's how they find him the first time. Right. Then they show. Then they, in they, five they, years they, they have well, space scanners. Well, they, they show up. They kill Thanos, and the, the screen goes black, and Dustin's like the end. I literally said that out loud. Yeah. And and I, they could have ended it <laughs> right the there. movie. They could have stopped it right there and what twenty minutes in and be fine. We yeah. didn't we didn't need the next two hours and forty minutes. But they want to complete. It's those tying arcs. it up. It's yeah, tying it up the, for the, the the other two hours is completing arcs. Oh, I understand that. Yeah, yeah. But as a mover go, movie goer, I would have been fine with that. Oh, they got Thanos. Because that's the obstacle, right? Yeah. But he becomes, and I knew they were going to bring him back just to watch the gratuitous, beat the crap out of him for uh, 20 to 30 minutes. It was um, longer than that, wasn't it? I, it might have been. I don't know. But the way, yeah, because there for a while, what was, what was the villain? Because Thanos is dead. So Thanos is dead for the first 40 minutes of the movie. And the villain is literally like their sorrow and unhappiness. Yeah, the villain is the knowledge of what they've lost. Yeah. But then you're watching it, and I was like, I don't... I mean, there's some dirt on the streets, but I don't see that it's really thing, that they, bad. They, they spent all this time and money to build this <laughs> memorial in San Francisco with everyone's yeah. name on it that and disappeared. There's, there's tourists. <laughs> there's it's tourists. Clean. But then you get to the neighborhoods, and it's just big mounds of trash. Yeah, that didn't and, make sense. And everything's run down. Like, so I was like, can... wait, you have tourists? Yeah. I thought everyone was dead. Well, and then she's eating fresh white bread. The, yeah, what, they were still rocking it out. So they're, people were still making food and doing along okay. The cars were still driving. Were the they still rich driving get richer. Cars? So was Thanos know. right in destroying half the population? No, I don't think he's right. Yeah. I hate that guy anyway. I did, The CGI was just... It's Uncanny it, it, Valley still. It did It did seem... The CGI on Thanos did not seem as good in this one as it did in, in Infinity Wars. Yeah, because in Infinity War, like when you got when they did close ups of his face, you could even see uh, pores, hair, pores, and uh, hair follicles. Yeah, and this one, he just he seemed cartoony. He seemed like the CGI, the token CGI Marvel character. Yeah, they yeah that was disappointing. And like what you were saying in Infinity War, he had a more developed character, and his his reason for doing what he did in Infinity War seemed, even though it's wrong, seemed justified. 
but in this one, he re- he reverted back to that that character that just or that villain that just wants to that has this one goal, cataclysm goal with no. I mean, you could argue either way because they did develop him in Infinity War, so they don't need to redevelop so they don't him need to. again. But in terms of any more any more development from him in this film, there was little to none. And yeah, I, I'm, I'm guessing their rationale was in Infinity Wars, he had been evolving as a individual because he's been going around collecting the, the Infinity Stones. And the Thanos we ran into this movie is he has he doesn't even have one yet, so he's still a level one Thanos. Yeah. So he's he's very yeah he didn't have he, his he's, very, he's very rough, right? It wasn't until he starts we we meet him in Infinity War where he's already gotten several of the stones and he's built this huge army, and his his he I did not like mission. that stupid army. That felt too Lord of the Rings to me. Yeah. The, uh, I don't like the CGI. I don't like fighting CGI creatures like token. I don't know. Sorry. Yeah, I just don't. The stakes for me, it's again, it's that element of when CGI buildings are tumbling over left and right, you realize it's not real. So you don't feel any sense of attachment to it. It just feels like you're watching a video game. But I'm not playing the video game, so I'm even kind of removed from that. So when you have like these giant armies of CGI Mongol creatures or whatever those things with chains on that Ant-Man was stomping or kicking... Like it's it just feels like God. What's the name of the Lord of the Rings realm where the Mordor? There we go. Yeah, it feels like Mordor opened the gates in there. But I'm like, this is who you're fighting. Or, or, or even in episode Star Wars episode two, where the all the Clone Wars. Oh yeah, the it, bugs and stuff. And yeah. they're, all, they're all on this big giant field battling. Yeah. it's like it's, which is where we've evolved from. I get it historically, but Geonosis. Yeah, I mean we've come from that, but. It just, I don't, I watch it and I just, it's again, I stare at the screen. And so, I go, but the tactics uh, are just throw, battle tactics, there's no general, and the tactics are just throw as many bodies at the other, other massive bodies as possible. I mean, there's it no for flanking. Russia. What was, did it? Yeah. They beat the Germans. Just by sheer numbers? Yeah, that's how they won a lot of their battles. They just threw like millions of Russians. Some of them didn't have ammo. Just run at them and. You ever, yeah. you ever read anything on like the. Germans fighting the Russians in World War II. I thought the Russians. <laughs> I thought the Russians were were being um, used guerrilla tactics because no, I thought they were. They just I had they were millions of people. So like, what, I don't even know why we're getting this. Throw other Russians. <laughs> yeah. So like, uh, Battle of Stalingrad. I think the Russians. If you look at the numbers, they just ran into the, the middle of the field and just. Yeah, just, the, some of them didn't have ammo, and so they would yeah. give like one person have ammo and one person have a gun. And if the person died with the gun, they'd pick it up, and then like their generals or anyone fleeing, the Russians would actually shoot their own people. But they had so many people, and the Russians and the Germans weren't used to that level of cold weather that all their stuff was breaking down. And so essentially the Russians just out. Overwhelmed them. Yeah, just overwhelmed them until they collapsed yeah, on that front. Yeah. Anyway, well, it worked for the Russians. There worked. you go. <laughs> Isn't it implied that throughout, like this is going back to that 10 year cycle? Yeah, isn't this isn't it applied by this point that Captain America is the de facto leader and yeah. all this? Yeah, because he does that in the Avengers when he like when they have that scene where it's panning around them and then Iron Man tells him to not Iron Man Iron Man doesn't give the direction but he says to Captain America to give us a plan or he says call it Cap and then he gives a plan out. So I guess they were, I guess that might be a carryover into this film as well. 
I don't know. Perhaps. Maybe I'm just thinking Maybe. too much about it. Or not enough. No, I think, isn't he supposed to be the leader? He's Originally? He's, he's One of his skills is master tactician. Yeah. So he's supposed to be the lead, and he has military experience. I think, yeah, and I think originally, and this I could be completely off base, but I always had the impression that Captain America was the leader. But I think Iron Man in the Marvel and the studios was more popular of a character because in the comic books, Iron Man really isn't a nice guy. No, he's whereas alcoholic. Yeah, and he's egotistical. Uh huh. Whereas I think Robert Downey Jr. brought so much charisma to it that everyone loved the Iron Man character that he. Not that he was the leader, per se, but everyone kind of... I'm talking audience-wise. Right. Just like at the end of this, I got people applauding Robert Downey Jr. because that was... I think they were applauding this because you were applauding. I don't no, think, I know. Yeah. They were, I don't think they were applauding your comment about... No, that. they weren't applauding my comment. They were applauding because it was Robert Downey Jr. Because he started to clap and then he didn't, and that's when I carried it. I just started clapping real loud and he followed. But what was your comment before you started applauding? Yay, you can make real movies now. That's why I was <laughs> applauding. Because I love, I love Robert Downey Jr. I hope I look like Robert Downey Jr. at his age. He is looking kind of old in this one, though. I don't know if they. He's see... in his fifties, though. I know he's in good shape. He's got a lot of hair on his head. That's yeah. good style here. I'm just saying, no, no. Robert Downey Jr. looks great for his age. All that. Marvel Once he Marvel. cleansed all that, all that Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> all that... that didn't work well for Johnny Depp and his uh, pirates, pirates money. money. He... It did for a while. He... Yeah, it well, did Johnny for a while. Depp had other issues. <laughs> <laughs> he had uh, what Amber Heard beat him up every day. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Robert Downey Jr. got that out of his system early on and then went to jail. So. Yeah, he went to jail for a year and a half. Well, yeah. prison. Anyway. For what? Drugs? Drugs. Oh, yeah. He got busted, I think, with was it cocaine in his trunk. or uh, He was in and out. He was in rough shape. That was back during the Saturday Night Live days. Right, because uh, oh, yeah, yeah. they took a big chance on bringing him in for Iron Man. Because was, he was still... Yeah, like, Iron was, Man was like his comeback. Yeah, he was still very much an at-risk actor. They didn't oh, know if, yeah, he would, yeah. if he would. Um... Yeah. Oh no! I thought you were talking about Johnny Depp. No, 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 no. Johnny Depp, I think, had his brush with the law though before too. I yeah. don't know. Anyway, yeah. but no, yeah, Robert Downey Jr. has had his fair share of issues, personal life issues. It was good for him. I think it, it was a good. I think okay. It, so it was, I'll say. I guess it was a feel-good movie. Oh, definitely. At the end, is a happy ending. We do lose a few people. Yeah, but people who cared. Like when Black Widow's hanging on the edge of the cliff, I literally was like, "Can he please drop her now?" Because I don't like I. That went on a bit long. Yeah, am I supposed to care? I kept thinking, "Am I supposed to care more than I do?" Because uh, we knew we her. knew where it was going. Yeah, just drop her. Side character, like, what if they both just dropped? I don't care. <laughs> and then Red, I would have said, eh. and then Red Skull gets the stone. Red Skull gets, gets the, the, the Thanos, <laughs> and then yeah, ugh. that'd be interesting. Yeah, but it was a happy ending. Like I was telling you in the car, largely Marvel films are ideologically conservative. So you have conservative type morals at the beginning. You have the status quo. So if you look at it, they're all Tony Stark has a normal, quote unquote, normal family and Hawkeye has a normal fit. But what comes in is Thanos and it disrupts that. So you have to get rid of that to go back to the status quo, which is what happens. So at the end of this entire thing, you could say the last 10 years was a disruption of the status quo. But which then you would go back now to where we and are. And it's that yeah, return of, the, that return of the Jedi shot where there's rebels flying over with fireworks. That's what you got at the end of this where it was like, Wakandia is great. And there's Black Panther with his mom. And uh, what's her? I forget what her name is. Angela Bassett. Yeah. Um, no, 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 no. His, his, sister, love, his love interest. That was his 
Wasn't that his love interest in the movie? That or was, was it his that sister? Was, that was Shiri. Yeah. Letitia Wright. But then they, so it went through and everyone, like you said, feel good because yeah, it was a happy ending at the end. Hawkeye got his family back and okay, Black Widow's gone, but she didn't, they were always referencing she didn't have anything anyway. So right. in a way she had is. nothing going, right. <laughs> nothing going for her, I guess, is what they were referencing. I don't know. To counterpoint, as uh, again, her backstory is more interesting than her backstory is interesting in terms of trained to become a assassin, and then they also sterilized her. I was gonna say, didn't they abduct her? Didn't the KGB abduct her uh, yeah, or something? I think, so I think, yeah, I mean, they think that lead because that's that's probably what they're gonna do with the Black Widow movie. Yeah, I would I hope mean, so. I mean, that's a that's a risk, but in terms of talking about like sterilization, of but her. even even Iron Man who died, he was still there at the end with his lifelike hologram and everyone just seemed kind of closure. Oh, he's fine. And His daughter didn't seem too happy about having fake dad there. She had this whole weird, uncomfortable... I, I, I don't... She was a weird actress, though. <laughs> like, when he was talking about cheeseburgers, she just acted like she didn't want to be in that scene. She was just like, I like cheeseburgers. I'm like, does she know what's happening? Like, this is a funeral scene for her dad. She's just like, I want cheeseburgers. I, like, I think the girl's a little older than... They're playing on here. She got Jake Lloyd. Yeah. Coruscant. Yeah, you can say it however you want. That's George Lucas. <laughs> but anyway, so it was a happy ending. Which I you couldn't give the people what they want, Tim. It's been 10 years. Let them have their I happy agree. ending with the fireworks and the Ewoks dancing. Yeah, I think the sad ending was in Infinity War. Yeah, I think that was... Even though they all came back. Mm-hmm. Which is what I said when everyone's like, they all died. And I said, no, they didn't. They're going to come back. Yeah. And they did. Cap Black Black Panther makes too much money for him to be gone for. Yeah, and, Sp- and Spider Man got just got a movie, and then they killed him. I'm like, yeah, okay. But yeah, even if you separate yourself from not looking at whose contract is over and who, even in that sense, they're not going to end it like like a real comic book sometimes does. Right. Like, oh, that guy died. But even comic books, they come back all the time. Yeah. yeah. Re- they revive characters, and yeah, it's comic books. I mean, Superman. Superman died. They came back. Yeah, but Doomsday, which is a bummer when they did that in the Batman v Superman. Oh, that was bad, wasn't it? I mean, that's the one of the biggest Superman storylines. In- <laughs> it's like ten, ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll bring Doomsday back, and then Wonder Woman shows up. Just to, I don't know why DC keeps getting this stuff wrong. They could literally just copy and paste Marvel and Empire work. That concludes part one of our review of Endgame. Part two will pick up where we left off. And if you have any questions or comments about this episode of the podcast, feel free to contact us at podcast at org, or on Instagram or Twitter using at Film. If you are an Anchor user, feel free to connect to us on Anchor and send us messages that way. Stay tuned for part two of our review of the movie Endgame.